Welcome, friends, to Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. We bring you the greatest female voices in the music industry, from the artists, songwriters, and producers, to managers and executives, and all the women who make the music industry what it is today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Crazy Women Country. I'm Donna, and today we are here with the talented Tia McGrath. How are you doing? Hi, Donna. I'm doing great. So happy to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. It's my pleasure. I'm so glad you're here. So I know before we started, we always talk about, we seem to talk about the weather lately. And I, <laughs> I Not to complain, but Florida is humid and hot. We all know this. It's just kind of subtropical. So uh, tell me, where are you at right now? Uh, are you in the U.S. or Canada? And, and uh, how's the weather? We are up in Canada on the north shore of Lake Erie. And uh, so the fall is just absolutely my favorite time of year up here because, uh, you know, the leaves are all changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, pumpkins are in the fields. We're, we're, we're not far from farmland. So the apples are, you know, are all being harvested and everything. And so it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful time of year up here. For sure. My, I love the, the cooler weather <laughs> and I like the snow, so <laughs> I wouldn't do well in Florida year round. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I've said that myself. I said I was going to move to Canada quite a few times because it's just the heat sometimes gets to me. So I can yeah. totally understand that. <laughs> and I, as being a Northeastern girl myself, I do miss the snow that I do miss. Oh yeah, you know it's it's. Uh, I I love the winter time when it's snowing outside and we get to just bundle up in the studio and create and as long as everyone's safe and not out on the roads, right? Yes. You know, it's nice. Yeah. Absolutely. So we'd love to start off with the most difficult question. Mm. Who is Tia McGrath? Well. I'll let you a little into a little secret. Um, I was born Tia Hofgraf, and uh, my grandparents immigrated to Canada from Transylvania in 1930. My mom's side came to Canada from Scotland back in like the 17, 1800s. So I am. My last album was called Stubborn in My Blood, which is very much me, <laughs> Transylvania Scott. <laughs> um, I started singing when I was um, a little girl. I was very inspired by my grandmother, who had the most beautiful voice. She sang in the old country. Um, so I was inspired by her beautiful voice. And then I started going into theater and songwriting, or song competitions, singing competitions and everything. And when I won the Canadian Open Country Singing Contest and started my career, it, people encouraged me to change my name. They, the radio couldn't pronounce Hofgraf, you know. So what I did was I took the Mac from McDonald, which is my mom's maiden name, and the Graf from Hofgraf and put it together and became Tia McGrath. And that's kind that of... really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for for letting me share that. I haven't told a lot of people that. So uh, your listeners today are going to learn something new about me. I love it. That is definitely awesome. So how did you get into music? Obviously, you started singing at a young age, they're saying, but like, what was your, you know, obviously, you love music. 
right? Mm-hmm. But what was the inspiration to say, okay, now that I've gotten older, I want to keep doing this and, and make a profession out of it? Well, I was a really, really shy kid, um, like the type that wouldn't speak out in class, kind of, you know, and and I remember when I was, but I took piano, my mom had us taking piano lessons and everything, and, and when I was about eight years old, they, my mom and dad took us to see Camelot, the musical Camelot, yeah. and I don't know. It was one of those just divine moments. I'm sitting there, the overtures playing. I'd never been to a musical. I'd never been to the city before. The curtain opens and I'm hearing this overture. And I leaned over to my mom and I said, I'm going to be on that stage. I'm going to be on stage. And she kind of looked at me like, what? And, you know, be quiet. <laughs> watch the Watch the play. And it just hit me. It blew me away. And I knew that's what I wanted to do, you know. And so when I, like I said, I just started going into theater. And, and I remember one one role I had, and I was so shy, I couldn't speak up. And we're in practice and rehearsals. And they, the director almost took the role away from me because she said, you know, you're just not cutting it here. And And I was so devastated that I just, found this thing inside of me that said, no, I can't, you know, and I found my home on stage, like just being on stage for any performer is, is such a beautiful experience, but I found my home on stage and, and to this day, um, when I'm on stage, I feel most at home. Yeah. I love that. I am definitely the opposite. I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to be on stage. I'm good. I'll, just, uh, I'll be over there. I'll wave to everyone on stage. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, your new EP came out on September 3rd. You want to tell us a little bit about the EP? What's it called? Where can we find it? This is definitely our pandemic project. My husband, Tommy, and I, during the pandemic, we were like, you know, like everyone else, right? Where, what's happening next? Where's our world going? Where's our lives yeah. going? And we just started digging through boxes of old songs from Nashville days when we were living in Nashville and recording and writing. And, and we, were, we were so inspired. We were like, wow, these songs were great. And, you know, sometimes when you're, when you're a songwriter in Nashville, you write and write and write and write, and then they get shoved away. Right. And so we, we pulled these out, we dusted them off. We wrote new ones. We, you know, we were, and it's called with love, the title track we wrote, co-wrote with Kevin Fisher and also go your own way. We co-wrote with Kevin Fisher. So the, the EP is seven songs, two of which are co-writes with Kevin Fisher. Some are from our old days, some are new ones and you can get it all. We've got it in digital and physical form on our website, tmagraph.com. Perfect. Perfect. And I know I've had a chance to listen to some of it. So go your own way. Oh my goodness. That is just such a positive song. I, I mean, was, was there a moment that obviously, no, during the pandemic, I know everyone was crazy and it was a little, what are we going to do? How's life going to be? What's, what's going to happen with life, right? So does that what kind of inspired that? Or was that one of those older ones that you kind of just wrote prior? We wrote that with Kevin Fisher before the pandemic. And we had written it, we were out in California, and we had written it as a pitch to a a major label artist in Nashville, who at the time she was looking for 
songs um, about anti-bullying and that um, she was a new mother. And, you know, so we pitched it and unfortunately she didn't record it. Uh, so it was kind of sitting there, you know, in, in our, in our pile of demos. <laughs> and so during the pandemic, I wanted to submit to a song competition and the Posse Awards. And so I submitted it in the uh, social justice category and lo and behold, we won. And it kind of kickstarted this whole uh, go your own way movement for us. So we've decided to put on the album and it's actually the demo form that we recorded. We just kind of remixed it in that with Kevin and added some other bells and whistles to it, but it's, it's turned out so, so awesome. And and I'm just really excited about it. And people, the message out there with, with people of all ages, all, all backgrounds, it's just one of those diverse songs, go your own way, be whoever you are. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's why it's so inspiring because it is just that simple of just be yourself and Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, so tell me, who are some of the women that have inspired you in music? Well, my grandmother, as I mentioned, my Transylvanian grandmother. Uh, Dolly Parton, you know, I've always been a huge Dolly Parton fan, but I mean, any woman, every woman, you know, should should uh, be inspired by Dolly Parton. Not only is she a beautiful artist, songwriter, but but brilliant businesswoman mm-hmm. and a woman of integrity. And also on social media, you know, it's hard not to sometimes get caught up in the, you know, firing your opinions out. And Dolly just always says, no, you know, I'm just going to kind of keep it all beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. And not get, yeah. you know. And so, so that inspires me as well to um, Linda Ronstadt was always when I first started singing was, was my go-to. I had all the, the albums and loved her phrasing and her clarity of voice. Um, the new song, some of the new songwriters, I love Taylor Swift. I think she's brilliant. Eva Cassidy, I love Eva Cassidy and Mary Gaucher and, yeah. Brandy Carlisle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those are some great women. And I love that you pulled out Dolly Parton for not just her music and, and everything there, but her business sense. And so, and that's one thing that I re- had just recently said in another podcast to someone else. I said, you know, we were talking about that. And I said, yeah, how can you not admire her even for her business sense? I mean, she's just has such a great, you know, business, a common sense, business sense, mind you too, not just well, like, yeah. a, oh, well, you know, it's not like it's, you have to have an MBA. You have to, it's just that common sense yeah. business. Let's do the best we can. And with what we have and let's make it work and let's grow things for other people. And, and it's just, it's amazing to see that sometimes it's, people don't take that moment to step back and appreciate, you know, how she built up Pigeon Forge and Dollywood in the area there. Like, it's like, take a step exactly, back. It's just so huge. Yeah. There. Exactly. And, and, you know, she never takes herself too seriously. I don't, you know, she or the industry, right? Mm -hmm. Um, She has some great quotes. When you visit the Country Music Hall of Fame, there's some Dolly, Dollyisms there. And, you know, um, but also, like you said, the Pigeon Forge and her Dolly Parton Imagination Library. Yes. I I wrote a children's book called Jake the Road Dog, the first of, you know, hopefully it's going to be a series. I'm working on the second one. 
And I got involved in our local chapter, the Dolly Parton Imagination Library. So I was able to contribute through my book sales to to that. It's just a, it's a wonderful, wonderful organization that she started, which is getting books in the hands of kids, millions of books into hands of children around the world. And it's just fabulous. Absolutely. I mean, it, that, that was one thing that I, I thought was just so amazing. So well, while we're talking about that, let's talk about your book as well. I'd like to know. So, so the book itself is about your dog, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're dog people. Tommy and I are yes. huge rescue dog people. <laughs> and uh, you might see our, our dogs floating around here. We got Savannah <laughs> and Miko right now. Uh, North Carolina dogs that came up to Niagara Falls Humane Society and we rescued them just prior to the pandemic. But before that, when we were living in Nashville, we rescued Jake. We adopted Jake, our husky, from from um, the, the animal shelter. Jake started going on the road with us and he became our road dog. And he was a special, special dog, like a, a really special dog. And in fact, people started requesting that we'd take him on stage with us. And he would sit there beside me on stage and, and just had this beautiful aura about him and very peaceful. And one day we were backstage at a festival and we were talking with some other artists about our road dogs. And it became apparent to me how important road dogs are to musicians. And and so I wrote the book, Jake the Road Dog, D-A-W-G, and self-published it. And next thing I know, we're going into bookstores and and schools and libraries, taking Jake with us. And I put some songs in it. And so we would have the kids sing along with us. And uh, it was just just beautiful, just beautiful. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. And so so that all had to be put on hold. But it also inspired me to write the next one, which I'm working on right now. That's so awesome. Love it. Oh, so would you like to do some fun 20 crazy questions with us? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there, There's no right or wrong answer. And I promise we will not get arrested yet. <laughs> like school, I used to freeze with question time. <laughs> They're just get to know you fun questions. Okay. Nothing, okay. Stress, nothing There's no stresses. This is just fun. Okay. Let's pretend, okay. Well, let's pretend we're having some coffee and uh, a diet oh. do and, yeah. you know, enjoying okay. the... Uh, <laughs> The conversation, that's all. <laughs> so tell me, mm. what is your dance like nobody's watching song that you have to dance to? <laughs> um, I love Rush. I'm a huge Rush yeah. fan. So as soon as I hear <laughs> any kind of Rush song, like, you know, why, well, I say YYZ or YYZ, <laughs> something like that. I have to get out and move to Rush. I love Rush. <laughs> Wonderful. So let's just follow that up with what's the perfect workout song, in your opinion? Um. Oh, gosh. The perfect workout song. You know, I, I'm kind of weird. I don't work out to music. I, I work out to the ball game. (laughs) (laughs) I work out to the Toronto Blue Jays. Well, I I love watching, watching the Blue Jays play and, and getting on my rowing machine. (laughs) That's awesome. 
<laughs> so do you row faster when they're doing bad or good? Or is there no in between there? Just Yeah, kind of. Well, it kind of paces you, doesn't it, ball? And then in the wintertime, it's hockey. Of course, you got to go fast. Yes, hockey. hockey. (laughs) The the Maple Leafs. (laughs) I guess we're going to sell my angst there (laughs) because we need our Leafs to win. (laughs) I I can feel your pain. Uh, My team's always been the Flyers, my first foremost. So it's always the Flyers. And they're, I still still root for them, but I'm like, oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah, my poor dad. I mean, he's 84, and I keep saying, you know, like, Leafs, he's got to have his Leafies win one of these years. <laughs> well, then I will cheer for them this coming season. Okay, thank you. Okay. You're welcome. You're my dad. <laughs> yes, just for your dad. Uh, so tell me your top two favorite concerts that you've ever been to. Oh, uh, well, uh, Rush. Um, I saw, the, you know, a couple of Rush concerts. And which just blew me away because again, three guys on stage and you know Neil Peart spinning around his two drum kits and everything was, was incredible. Um, and you know we were taught. Can I can I say a musical in this because we were I've sure. big musicals and so um, we were talking earlier about Camelot and how mm-hmm. when I saw Camelot when I was seven or eight years old and it just it inspired me. I looked, I leaned over to my mom and I said, I'm going to be on stage one day. And I was so shy, you know, I didn't know where that came from. So that's, that's still in my, that's still in my heart. It's one of my, my most inspiring, you know, live performances. Yeah. And that was beautiful. You know, I remember I was blessed to be able to get to go to New York, um, living in Pennsylvania, growing up there and going to Broadway and seeing shows there. And it, it's something that you just, you know, it doesn't matter when you go, whether it's daytime, night, whatever. It's just every yeah. time you go, it's like, it's just that excitement. It's that, that feeling of, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's on my bucket list. To go. I haven't been to New York, so that's on my bucket list to go to Broadway and New York. Definitely. Definitely. And and go go to Times Square. Do it all. Be, be the tourist. Yeah. Just enjoy mm-hmm. it. Be the tourist. Do it. Because you won't regret it. Trust me on that one. Yeah. So tell us uh, a couple artists or maybe an album or two that we have to listen to before we die. Well, everyone goes with Joni Mitchell's Blue, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I'm, I freeze with questions. I'm so terrible at it. Well, well, obviously you listen to Rush, so that's someone that if no one's listened to Rush, I know I have. Yes. But uh, moving yeah, pictures, moving pictures, moving yeah. pictures. The moving pictures. Um, Joni Mitchell's Blue, Linda Ronstadt, The Greatest Hits. You know, you got to listen to those, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Ooh, yeah. Some great suggestions. I'm sure someone has like, wait, I have to go listen to that now. After the after the interview, everyone, remember the rules yeah. after the interview. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so do you have any guilty pleasure music, you know, the stuff that's buried that no one really knows you listen to? Yeah. Um. <laughs> You know, I I love I love putting on classical music and just like or just the you know the um the sound like the um what, what do they call it? Calm <laughs> Yeah, those those sounds calm spa music even. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'll put 
bed on while I'm cooking dinner or, or whatever. And it's kind of cheesy and kind of, you know, and they play, but I don't subscribe. So it's kind of the same thing goes over and over and over and over. <laughs> and they cut in with the commercials and tell you, you know, if you buy the, buy <laughs> subscribe to it, you won't have all the commercials, but it's like my guilty pleasure is like, no, I'm just going <laughs> to keep listening to the same cheesy music over and over. And yeah. <laughs> And not subscribe. I love that. Because <laughs> we're broke songwriters. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, we go for the free things and yes. That's right. Anything free, right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I think I think you probably find some of those type of on like YouTube or somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Of course again, then again, you still bad, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, hypothetically, if I came to you and said I need to hide a dead body, oh. do you know a good place? Lake Erie. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, we're called the great the the uh, graveyard of of uh, lakes Please. because there's been so many uh, shipwrecks out there mm-hmm. um, that they even have a map. <laughs> with all the where all the sunken ships are still um out there mm-hmm. wow you know and, and i know obviously with that depth of the lake and the darkness of it do they have any um exploration or anything that goes on there i mean yeah, i know, obviously do. don't hear of it but yeah actually and and lake erie is the shallowest of all the great lakes and oh. so so a lot of times storms will whip up out there and um and they the uh, which is a whole other show we could probably talk about. Yeah, <laughs> um, we wrote a song about about a couple. Of, we wrote two songs about shipwrecks out here, and um, one of them was about a lady named Abigail Becker who waded out into the waters and saved saved the sailors from one of the shipwrecks. So um, it's uh, it's kind of interesting, but you can look all this up on online and, and read about it. It's pretty cool. We'll have to do that. And yes, that is a whole other show. We'll we'll work on that one later. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, do you have a game plan for zombie apocalypse? What is zombie apocalypse? <laughs> it's like The Walking Dead, basically in real life. See, Tommy would know all about this. Tommy's like all into this stuff. Um, so he walking... probably has a plan. You're just whatever he does. Yeah, oh, I'm in. Yeah. I think we're living it right now. I just said to him, I walked downtown. We live in this little, and I, and I shouldn't say this because there's, <laughs> You know, everyone knows everyone here, but I, it's like people are just walking around like zombies. And, and I don't know, the plan is to, sometimes I will come home and just shut my blinds and Tommy will come in. Why is it so like closed up in here? And I'm like, I, I need to focus on my work because if I look outside and see all the craziness going out there, it, it just drives you crazy right so I yes. come in and close my blinds I make it kind of nice and peaceful in here like we used to do in school do you remember when the teachers would darken the shades and everything and cool everything down and the kids would calm down and and be inspired I, I do that that's my that's my plan and going camping we're going to we're going to yes. go camping a little bit this fall yeah. Oh, yeah that is beautiful love that yeah oh so tell me is there a job that you'd be terrible at doing Anything to do with math. Yeah. Accounting. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Got it. No numbers for you. No, no. 
Oh. So if you won the lottery, what's mm. the first thing you would do? Well, the first thing we want to do if we win the lottery is buy a beautiful place called, we want to name it Jake's Place. Tommy and I have this this dream. And we want to make it a, a rescue place for um, dogs that have been can't be rehomed, you know, maybe they're senior dogs, whatever. Um, That's, that's in our heart, in our hearts. So we would like to do that. And, and also combine it with um, a songwriting camp for kids, uh, something like Dolly would do, you know, and uh, just, just a beautiful place for people to hang out and, and uh, see dogs and, and, um, and music. And yeah, that's what we want to do. I love that. I love that. Okay. If I hit the lottery, we're all going to have to get together because, you know, I've always wanted to uh, do where Florida has a very large homeless population. Mm-hmm. And obviously some, we know that not all homeless want to help and want to try to do the rehab and all that. Right. Um, but the ones that do that really need the chance that, you know, might need a second chance or something just to get to that level. You know, it was kind of that with um, dogs with tiny homes and the fact of, have them take care of dogs and things like that, give them a place to stay and uh, kind of a job to work toward. And, and, you know, obviously free rent and that way, you know, we have yeah. a win-win for homelessness and homeless dogs, right? Like, Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, Absolutely. So. And you know, in the senior dogs that, that like could be 12 years old yes. or nine years old that a lot of people don't adopt. Miko yeah. uh, is a, a beautiful Husky and he was, he was six when we adopted him and they couldn't find a home for him. Because people said, well, who wants to adopt an older um, mm-hmm. husky, right? They're going to be set in their ways. And But he's beautiful. Now he's nine and he's just just gorgeous. So if you if you rehome those dogs with mm-hmm. a homeless person, oh, it'd be just incredible. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. And yeah, we, we have all rescues as well. Um, we have one that is not a rescue. But uh, other than that, all we have six chihuahuas or two that are blended chihuahuas, if you would. So they're yeah. all rescues. But yeah, yeah. Oh. fantastic. So tell me, what's the last thing you read? Any good books? I, the Bible. This morning, I, I yeah, every morning I read my Bible. Um, I do my devotions before before. Um, I love Joyce Myers, so I have my Joyce Meyer devotions, and so that that is the last thing I read today. Yeah, <laughs> oh, beautiful. I love it. Uh, do you prefer boots or heels? Boots. Absolutely <laughs> boots. I've got some great cowboy boots that I bought in El Paso, Texas. Um, and in the wintertime, of course, you know, a cool pair of hiking boots. Who can beat that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I prefer boots most of the time anyway. I, I yeah. like heels. They're great. But, you know, except the corporate environment of having to go uh-huh. to work. Yeah. No, I'm like, boots. yeah, no. We can do everything in flats and heels and flip-flops and boots and yeah. Ah, no need for heels. That's right. that's right. I put on my cowboy boots and step up on stage and look out. <laughs> oh. So if you could choose anyone to play you in a movie about your life, who would you want to play you? Oh goodness. I love Hillary Swank. I just love yes. Hillary Swank and, and I haven't seen her in, in, uh, in anything lately, but I, 
I love Million Dollar Baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she was incredible in that. And um, I just really like her. I think I think it'd be fun to, yeah. Yeah, now that you just mentioned, I think there's a, a show coming out. I'll have to look at it and get back and message you privately because I think there is a show coming out. I want to say Hulu, Netflix, one of them. But somewhere okay. there's something that I saw. I don't remember where. Um, right. It's about her being a reporter in Alaska. Oh, but yes. Cool. Every, anyone that knows where that is, just let us know because if I don't remember it till then. <laughs> but yeah. 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 Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So this can be a difficult question. Mm. Where's Waldo? Where is Waldo? Waldo's anywhere he wants to be, I think. Um, <laughs> as long as he's not behind me, I'm telling you, there's a horror movie hopefully starting, gonna, I'm pretty sure. Hopefully it's going to be with the Blue Jays at the World Series. Yes. <laughs> Toronto Blue Jays at the World Series. We'll see Waldo in the, yeah, in the stands. So, I'm going to be looking for that. Oh, you, You'll have to make a trip to Florida in the wintertime when it's uh, nice. You know, January, February, and then you can, or actually February, March, when they do the spring training games down here. Yeah, Dunedin. I sang at the uh, Tampa Bay, for the Tampa Bay Rays, I sang the anthem, too. Oh, awesome. Yeah. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So in your opinion, what's the best thing since sliced bread? Well, you know what? During the pandemic, we were all so blessed to have Zoom, weren't we? Mm -hmm. Um you know, what would we have done? Like, look at, look at now. Right. So I really think it's changed our worlds. We don't have to, we don't have to go on the road as much. We don't have to go out there. We can do this now and we can network. And, and I think, um, I think virtual is here to stay. I really do. I, I think even though people want to get out there and see live, music or be out there doing live events mm-hmm. i really think for conferences and even for podcasting and for 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 music um i hope virtual sticks around because it, we not only can you do do not have to be out on the road but you can gather people at the same time we did that with our concerts and then after at the end of the show we'll turn on everyone's mics and they can all chat and enjoy each other's different accents, you know, and everything yeah. around the world. It's, it's a lot mm-hmm. of fun. So I think Zoom was probably the best thing since sliced bread. I love that. And, and it's funny because so many people discovered Zoom and mm. these other alternative methods at, you know, once, once that hit, I mean, those of us that were in the business world who worked remotely, yes, we still had this capability. We use these for meetings and things like that, but it was just ama- amazing to see how many people took to that and, and yeah. have gravitated and really do use it now to their advantage. It's beautiful. That's right, Donna. Yeah. So would you rather cook or order in? Cook. Absolutely. I love cooking. Love cooking. And, uh, you know, to, even for our anniversary or something, Tommy and I will sit there, okay, where are we going to go? What are we going to order? And then I'll go, you know what? Let's just get a couple steaks, throw them on the barbecue or yeah. cook. I love making um, stir fry. So, mm-hmm. so sometimes we'll just make us a nice stir fry or roast, you know, Sunday roast. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Uh, that is that I will say that is the one advantage of being in Florida all year long is you can pretty much cook out without having yeah. the, too many weather elements except for a little rainy season. But yeah, yeah, that is the advantage. Yeah. Do you have a smoker? Oh. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ah. ma'am. Is, I tell you, as long as it's not raining, we're like, okay, what are we smoking today? Like yeah, that's really a debate. Cool. Are we are we doing like you know a pork butt? Are we doing a roast? Or what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like you know, 
different yeah. things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in your opinion, what's the worst pizza topping? I don't know. I'm everyone says the anchovies, but I'm uh, tomatoes. I'm not big on tomatoes on pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't tried really anchovies, but um I tomatoes, I yeah, just I find them kind of yeah. <laughs> okay, so so what's your opinion because this was a big debate early on when I started asking this question on pineapple. Take on it, leave it, doesn't matter. On pizza, Love it. yeah. Love it. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Pineapple and olives. Mm. Gotta have it. Beautiful. Love it. Oh, what do you wish would magically clean itself? The house, the car, everything. Yeah. My stove and my fridge. Yeah. <laughs> it's, on my, it's been on my to-do list for four months. <laughs> and now we're into the fall and I'm going... Okay, I better get these done before, you know, before Christmas, because uh, so, so going to have to get at these. <laughs> oh, I love that. And it, it seems to be such a chore with the stove sometimes. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Even, even yeah. the self-cleaning ones are not that great. No, so. no. Oh. Tell me something that's on your bucket list. We talked about going to New York City. I would, mm-hmm. I would love to go to New York City. I'd love to, uh, to to just go there and experience the whole beautiful, um, like you said, Broadway and Central Park and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And if you like cheesecake, definitely go to the uh, it's Cheesecake Factory. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. What was yeah. there? It, it may not be there, but it, they had the best. It was just a small piece. I'm like, yeah, I had to take it with me, but yeah, it was good. If you could be any person or a position, a person like Dolly Parton or a position mm-hmm. like a CEO or a surgeon or president or whatever, prime minister, um, who or what position would you oh. want to be for the day and why? Wow. Position of anyone. You know, I thought <clears throat> um, I'd like to be a president of a record label, one of the major record labels and go in and change where everything is at right now. Because I, I've said all along, I think they missed the boat um, because they, it's an ageism thing. There's ageism and there's sexism and women over 25 or 30, forget it. You're not going to get a record label deal. Um, you know, it, it just should be, it's wrong and it should be changed. And when artists like, like Dolly or, you know, or Martina McBride cannot be on a major record label deal because they, they still, you know, it's just ridiculous. So that is what I would do. Yeah. And I agree with you. I, um, we were talking about some of the great artists from the nineties and mm. we were talking about how, you know, you never hear them on the radio. And I'm like, yeah, I think we were talking about a couple that in the early aughts, we heard them. And then, you know, I'm like, they still have some great CDs coming out. They have good music coming out and you just have to search for it now. It's, it's really sad that we have to do That's that. That's right. Now. Exactly. But, we were watching the, um, the um, little league 
um, tournament, the Little League World Series. Yes, ma'am. And they and it was so cute. And they were they were uh, talking about one of the little pitchers from Canada, and his you know he's twelve years old, and they said his favorite group musical group is the Beatles. And so here, you know, because they're putting out the Beatles every year or groups like that, you know, or his parents or grandparents are introducing him to it. These kids are rediscovering this music. And if we had that going on with, like you said, like some of these 90s, um, 80s artists, these kids could be rediscovering this great, fantastic music, these great artists yeah. who were technically stellar. They didn't have pitch control on them. They didn't have, you know, compression on them. They just sang and and wrote beautiful songs, amazing songs. And so I just think that should be all recycled and coming out again. And so we can reintroduce new generations to it. Absolutely. That's beautiful. And I think that's that's such a good point because music itself and songs are timeless. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was listening to one of your CDs and you have one tin soldier. And I mean, the first time I remember hearing that because my mom introduced me when I was very young, I was like four or five to a lot of what we called oldies back then, which were from the fifties and sixties. And, and um, I just remember loving some of that music it was so great. So good, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it was like, and obviously most of my friends didn't listen to that, but I mean, I, I was blessed to have a person, my mom who loved music as much as I did and just shared that with me. Because that's how you know. I just thought it was so beautiful, and I see some of these songs coming back around again, and so and they have the same message, obviously the same. Yeah. But it's like it's it's great that they are so timeless. Yeah, and the new Tom Hanks movie, uh, Elvis, of course, mm-hmm. has put that. The soundtrack has been on the charts, so that's great. You know, there 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 we have it right there, right? Yeah, absolutely. So. Last of the 20 crazy questions, I promise. Um, Do you have any words of wisdom that you live by? If so, what are they? You know, on my fridge, um, I have right in front of me, success is truly in the gift of grace and inspiring and changing a life. I printed that out because sometimes we get so focused on success being monetary success Mm -hmm. or... um, you know, how many fans are we reaching? How many people are sitting in the audience? But if we are changing this, you know, as, as cliche as it sounds, but if we're changing one life with what we do, yes. if we're reaching one person with what we do, and it could be just walking down the street mm-hmm. and you you see someone and you have a conversation with them and you've made them feel better or you've contributed somehow to their life mm-hmm. that day, to me, that's success. That's, you know, getting up every morning and just being being um, someone who's contributed to the world and made the world a better place. That That's, for me, what it's about now. And it keeps it simple, but it also keeps it attainable and joyful as well. Love it. Love it. So what does the rest of this year hold for you? Um, are you going to be doing some touring with the uh, new EP out? Uh, have some more co-writes coming up? Any, what do you have going on? Yes. Yeah, so Tommy and I have been kind of dipping our toe in the water um, carefully by going back out there. And we're going to um, Illinois for the farm conference. 
and in October and also down to Nashville. I've been nominated for Josie Award. Yes. So we're going to be down, down in Nashville area for that weekend and hopefully some concerts and things to tie in with all of that. Um, we've also got some things lined up locally, so we're excited because our, we're getting back out here locally and raise, we've got a concert called uh, Coats for Kids where we're, we're helping our local church and our school raise money for, for getting kids who need winter coats, which is important in Canada. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. That was beautiful. Love it. Love it. It has been a pleasure having you on today, Tia, and you are welcome back anytime. Thank you, Dawn. I'd love to come back and and we'll follow up with this and, and uh, hopefully share some good hockey stories. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to have to become best hockey friends because yes. Yeah. absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for joining us for another episode of crazy women country. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode of crazy women country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. <laughs>